Fuelful Warriors, episode 35. Somebody who gets shit done. It's all down to hustle. A sacrifice of their being and way of life. We think of 300, we think of the Spartan. Sort of the courage and conviction to face their challenges in life. It always does the right thing at all costs. Let's welcome Marine veteran Dan Evans. Being willing to stand up and be an example for everybody else and do what others are unwilling to do. What's going on, Warriors? I am Timothy Lawson, host of Fuel for Warriors, a podcast collaboration between Lawson Entertainment and Lock and Load Java. Very excited to bring to you this week Marine veteran Dan Evans. Dan was a recruiter in the Marine Corps and has started a podcast called The Military Entrepreneur. As someone who's been in podcasting for a long time, especially in the veteran space, it's very cool to see more veteran-themed and veteran-focused podcasts come out. So we're going to talk to Dan about what makes his podcast unique from all the others. He's also a social media expert, so we talked to him about Facebook and some other uh, some other practices around social media. Learn a little bit about his time in the Marine Corps and, of course, his challenges, his inspiration, and what it means to be a warrior. We got a lot of great feedback from our episode last week with Lori Lindsay. So if you've not listened to that show, I highly recommend going back in the catalog and checking out that podcast. Uh, it was a lot of fun talking to her about transitioning out of professional soccer and into her uh, life in D.C. as a trainer. As always, you can find us in iTunes. Just search Fuelful Warrior. Look for the official feed and also on LawsonEntertainment.com. Thank you for taking the time to listen. I know there's a lot of choices out there. Appreciate you taking the time to listen to us. Enjoy. Hey, Warriors. This is Carl Churchill, co-founder and chief coffee officer of Lock and Load Java. Thanks for taking the time to listen to our friend and fellow veteran Tim Lawson as he interviews risk takers who've embraced the warrior ethos. I know you'll love our guest today. And when you're finished with the episode, head over to LockAndLoadJava.com and use the coupon code FUELFORWARRIORS to receive a 10% discount on our premium coffee and cocoa. Stay motivated, my friends, and keep challenging yourself. All right, Warriors, welcome back to another exciting episode of Fuel for Warriors. We're tapping back into the military community this week as I have Marine veteran Dan Evans. sir. Thank you for joining me. Hey, thanks for having me, Tim. It's nice to it's nice to have a Marine back on the show. It's been a little while since uh, we've had that sort of representation. Well, I'm definitely excited to be here, and, and I know uh, the Marine Corps is pretty awesome, and you, with your background of being a Marine, it uh, it makes sense why why you think we're so awesome. So yeah, happy to be absolutely. here. Absolutely. There's if there's two things that the Marine Corps just does better than any other branch, and uh, as the other as the other branches listening to this are rolling their eyes, other branches agree with us on this. Usually, our dress blue uniform and our birthday; those are two things that Marines just do better than any other branch. Yes, that is correct. And I will add this, Tim: uh, we also have the worst PT uniform with the green on green <laughs> uh, shorty shorts. So we have the best and the worst, if you will. That's so. true. But unless they're silkies, then they are the best of the worst. <laughs> That's correct. <laughs> yeah. 
So, Dan, we start every show with what it means to be a warrior, and this is unique to everybody because whether it's a military background, a sports background, a perspective that we've gained from literature we've read, history, whatever it may be, everybody sort of views the idea of being a warrior different. To you, what does it mean to be a warrior? Uh, for me, being a warrior is just willing, being willing to stand up and be an example for everybody else and do what others are unwilling to do. Um, for the greater good. And, uh, and that's, that's the best way I could, uh, sum it up. You know, of course we could probably go on and on about that, but, um, yeah, being, uh, being an example. So. And how, um, you know, where do you think that perspective is, uh, informed from? Is that, do you think you gain this perspective during your time in the military? Is it something that you've sort of grown up understanding? You know, it's a perspective I've probably developed over the years in the Marine Corps. Uh, I have a background in recruiting, so I know firsthand that uh, the majority of the population isn't necessarily willing to serve, and that's okay. But, you know, to be a warrior and to say, hey, I'm, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to be an example. I'm going to stand up for what's right and the greater good is really something that's uh, not so common. Yeah, um, yeah, absolutely. You, so we, as we established before the show, uh, it's funny how the veteran community can sometimes just feel uh, more like it, it is when I get to know people, when I connect with them, it just feels like the, the connections just made sense. But before the show, you and I actually had to like remind ourselves where exactly our connection started. Uh, and we we're, we're in a group. Uh, on Facebook called Military Entrepreneurs, uh, which I'm in because of my connection with uh, Michael and Sebastian at Cigars and Sea Stories. I've had them on the show here. You've done some work with them as well. And you host a podcast called The Military Entrepreneur Show. Um, To tell my audience about this show, I think, um, yeah, let's start there. uh, Tell us briefly what inspired the show and how where, where it's at right now. So what inspired the show was really uh, kind of my own need to uh, transition out of the military. For me, like upon enlistment, this was not a, a long-term goal for me for to be in the military. In fact, I've been in about 12 years now, and you know, it definitely has gone on a lot more than I thought, a lot more, a lot longer than I, I than I thought it would. Um, and uh, with that, you know, I've always been very entrepreneurial and wanted to get into business and do those types of things. So on my 30th birthday this last year in 2015 in April, I launched this military entrepreneur podcast. And my goal is to have conversations with su- successful business people who have made it in real business. And uh, for the most part, it's all vets and uh, flush out some of their ideas and strategies uh, for from their transition out of the service, as well as the things that they've been successful at in business and uh, as entrepreneurs today. So we're at 21 episodes. Uh, I'm really excited about it, and uh, yeah, it's been it's been a, quite the journey. So Dan, I'm going to challenge you here for a second. I want you to uh, this is your moment to really brag about the podcast um, as someone who. Uh, who's been in podcasting for a while, especially in the veteran space. I had the Veteran Empire podcast launched about three years ago. It was the sort of the 
I don't know if it was the first of its kind, but it was definitely uh, it, there was really nothing else prominent out there. Um, and then as podcasting grew, we saw a lot of great podcasts come out, like Veteran on the Move, Fire and um, Fire and Adjust, and uh, the man. Milbiz and all all these other podcasts. What makes Military Entrepreneur so valuable, and how do you think it's setting itself apart from the other podcasts in the space? Uh, you know, that's a that's a great question, um, and and I'll say this: you know, not every single military uh, veteran podcast is hosted by an active duty veteran who is transitioning, and that's me. Um, so you kind of get to see this perspective of what it's like to be a transitioning vet. And I think that's the majority of, of the, the types of listeners that are listening to these podcasts are, are people who are in that particular time frame of their life. Now, I'm sure there's people outside of that who have transitioned out already and kind of looking for the next step, but there are people who are just like me, who are entrepreneurial, who want to do their own business, and this is the show for them. Tell us about a an interview that you've done in these 21 episodes that you're particularly proud of and sort of um, why it was significant uh, at the time of publishing. So one of my favorite episodes I've done, not to uh, discredit any of the other ones, is uh, with uh, a gentleman named Dr. Gordon Whitehead and really his perspective of just transitioning out of the military and kind of all the reasons why he joined really resonated with me personally. And, and I'll, I'll tell you about um, just a little, little bit about that podcast. Some of the, the same reasons why I joined, you know, is looking at the Marine Corps as a young individual, uh, seeing that stoic figure of the drill instructor and, and the Marine ethos, the dress blues, the image uh, factor, if you will, you know, he, he had some of those same, um, same, uh, reasons for joining those things appealed to him. He went on to, you know, further his education, which is something that's, uh, very important to me as well. And, and I guess, I guess you could say the reason why I identify with that particular podcast so much is because it reminds me a lot of myself, you know, and kind of the direction that I'm going. Uh, so naturally, you know, it's, uh, it stands out. Talking to transitioning veterans, and I know that there's a number of them in my audience. I've been there. I've spoken to countless veterans about transitioning, and some of them um, were able to keep a consistent uh, you know, attitude towards life coming out and transition easily into a new career. A lot of us get out of the military, whether we feel prepared or not, and fall flat on our face. What is something that you've noticed with uh, with these with your guests talking about transitioning? What's a challenge that they that they almost that they can predict and see themselves having to face getting out that they are doing best to prepare for uh, before it's too late? You know, Adam Contos. I interviewed him. He is now the chief operating officer of Remax International. He said uh, he brought up the old adage you know, when is the best time to plant an oak tree? And, the, you know, of course, the answer would be like 20 years ago. Right. Um, so that really the transition starts now. I mean, anybody listening to this, you know, there's no 
better time than to start transitioning now. And that comes with preparation. You know, even if you're a first year uh, service member, you know, start getting that education and uh, and start preparing for life after the military. I mean, there's no guarantees really in anything. And the biggest thing you can do is really like fool yourself into the thinking that you can be in the military for 20 years. I mean, the, the standards are changing. You just never know what's going to happen. There could be a good opportunity that you have not prepared for that maybe you are unable to take advantage of simply because of your lack of preparation. So start preparing. You should always be looking uh, to the future. And um, those are the biggest takeaways that I, I think I've gotten from these uh, these interviews. There's some some of these folks who really prepared and some who didn't. Um, and uh, you can definitely see a clear difference between the two. Your, uh, your, your cover photo on, on Twitter says, Dan Evans, family, entrepreneurship, and social media. Um, as someone who's well-versed in social media, going into 2016, what do you think, what, do you, what are you looking to as the most powerful platform uh, for any organization trying to share their story on social media? Well, I'm going to give you the famous answer there, Tim, and it, it depends. Um, <laughs> it depends on what you're trying to do, you know. Uh, sure. I would say video is going to be the most powerful medium. Okay. Uh, but as far as what particular platform it's on, it, it really depends. So maybe a better question. Uh, I, he I hear a lot of skeptic skepticism on Facebook's ability to – transcend into the next generation um, being as strong as it has been in the past five years. Do you uh, agree with that or do you think Facebook is still going to be prominent for reaching a broad audience? I think Facebook is probably the best, uh, the best medium to reach a broad audience and the fact there's a lot of people there. Uh, it's probably the most established social network uh, that, that is uh, in existence today, it's been on, on on the market the longest in the marketplace, and just due to the fact that you have a lot of options when it comes down to targeting people, I think for the majority of of uh, businesses who have strategic goals, uh, you know, Facebook's the place to be. Tell us about your experience in the Marine Corps. I know there's gonna, I know there's a few Marines uh, or other veterans in the audience that are uh, looking for a little insight here. Um, you know, how far are, out are you from transitioning, and when did you start really putting a plan in place? So I've been in the Marine Corps about 12 years now, as I mentioned earlier. I I started out in the Marine Corps Reserve. Um, I was in the reserves for about two years, and then I volunteered for active duty to be a recruiter. And this is during the big push to, to grow the, the force uh, for the war. So in 2005, I was active duty, a recruiter, uh, did uh, pretty well there. It was an eye-opening experience for me. I'm an, I'm an introvert, so I really had to, to – master uh, the whole ambivert or extrovert when I need to be uh, type uh, behaviors. And I ended up being pretty good and got put in charge of a recruiting office in 2008 as a sergeant and leading fellow sergeants, which was uh, very interesting. Um, good experience, though. A great experience. Learned a lot there. Uh, and I got transferred back to the original recruiting office where I started recruiting 
to be a supervisor. I was frocked to the rank of staff sergeant, which was uh, really cool, I thought. Um, never heard of that before. I didn't even know it existed. And the sar- yeah. sergeant major told me, hey, we need to frock you. You got other staff sergeants. You got a lead. And I was selected. So it, it all worked out. Um, and then I realized, you know, like this really is is a, a good path for now, but it's really not where I want to want to be. And I realized that uh, I was looking, looking at the grass uh, on the other side of the fence and I realized it was brown. You know, I, it was not green, it was brown. I had not done the proper preparation as I should have to transition out. I wasn't ready for that. At that point, I had a couple kids. Uh, I'm married. I've got a mortgage, you know, so it didn't make a whole lot of sense for me to transfer uh, or transition at that point. So I started going to school full time in the evenings and that was really enlightening for me uh, going to school, learning about business. I was taking those things back to the recruiting substation and implementing uh, the things that I was learning, like in a real business environment. And uh, it just helped us become that much more successful to include social media marketing. Uh, And in 2013, I was giving a class to uh, all of the recruiters in in, uh, Salt Lake City. So there's five states represented there. And uh, the colonel happened to walk in. And at this point, I'm, you know, thinking to myself, I've got about a year left. I'm going to be transitioning out. Um, You know, I'm just doing what I got to do, going to school full time, et cetera. And he offered me a position to come out here to San Diego and be the social media director for uh, the West Coast and basically build out my infrastructure of, of social media on Facebook, specifically across the Western United States. And, uh, you know, I, I talked to my wife about it. It felt right. And I'm really grateful I did it. Moved out here to San Diego from Utah. Uh, had orders within 30 days, which is just uh, crazy. Um, and, I, you know, I've been here ever since. So that's my uh, my career in a nutshell. The transition process really has not stopped since uh, that point in about 2011. Wow. That was a long, drawn-out answer, but uh, there you go. No, that, but that was a good one. Uh, and it's, uh, you know, it's, it's, there's one thing that the military appreciates. It's a, it's a nice, uh, synopsis of one's career. Um, so Dan, we, we've learned about what it means for you to be, what a warrior means to you and, um, sort of, uh, where you're at now with the podcast and, and social media. Um, before we get onto our last two questions, I do want to ask one more thing on the podcast. Uh, what do you, where do you see it going moving forward? Because I think this is somewhere that podcasters, this is how they fizzle off is they have a reason to start a podcast at the moment. And then, uh, it either sort of dies off as other things grow or, uh, they're not really quite sure where they're trying to bring it. What kind of plans or hopes do you have for the podcast in 2016? Uh, so for 2016, my plan is, uh, to consistently re- release a podcast on a weekly basis. Um, every Thursday we publish. Uh, and, and really, I'm just going to keep going, man. Um, I know what will happen if I, if I stop, you know, and, and that means, you know, it'll fizzle off, right? But I don't necessarily know what's going to happen or who I'm going to be able to impact if I keep going. And that uncertainty uh, and that uh, that lack of, um, well, 
I just want to keep going and I want to help people. And that's, that's really what it comes down to, Tim. You know, I, I'm not necessarily making money doing this thing. Uh, I'm here to help uh, fellow vets. There, as you probably have heard through the grapevine, the transition uh, assistance or transition readiness seminars is not very effective. And, and for those that really want to move forward and, and not settle for, you know, the first thing that comes their way, I think uh, there's something to be learned with these podcasts. So what? So coming off of the heels of that, what challenges are you facing, either personally or professionally? You give us one example, um, and what are you doing to better overcome it? So the biggest challenge that I have right now, Tim, is I just travel a lot for my job. I'm constantly traveling, so the majority of my work gets done either in a hotel room or on an airplane. Um, and that's tough. You know, it takes a lot of planning and preparation. Uh, I fly with a huge bag, uh, including microphones, a light, you know, and this this light that I've got, it's like, <laughs> I got it at Home Depot for like 10 bucks. You know, it's a clip on lamp, uh, nice. you know, so I, I, set, <laughs> I set up my whole uh, my whole podcast thing in a hotel room. And sometimes it works out and sometimes it doesn't work as well as I'd like it to. Uh, and, you know, I, I got to balance this whole work and and podcast and transition and uh, building uh, a resume. And I've got messages coming in uh, with people that would like help. Um, there's just a lot going on and, and it's tough. But, uh, you know, I wouldn't trade any of it right now for for the world. I, I think this is a huge uh, growth experience. It's challenging. I'm overcoming you know, I'm still trying to be there for my my family. I think that's my number one priority. Uh, but uh, you know, when when the Marine Corps says you got to go somewhere, you got to go somewhere. You know, absolutely got to follow orders. And you uh, you sort of you sort of get in getting into there uh, at the end, mentioning your family and such, and you mentioned your your uh, your commitment to helping other vets and helping just anybody who is in your audience. Uh, but maybe you can expand just a little bit further into this last question of what is inspiring you? What is your fuel every day, uh, to, to overcome these challenges that you've set for yourself? You know, right now my fuel every single day is being able to take care of my family better. And I know that by helping enough people get what they want and, I'll be able to get what I want. And, uh, you know, that comes from Zig Ziglar. But, uh, you know, I think it's absolutely true. You give value to the world, it's going to come back to you sooner or later. Um, so really, that is that is my motivation every single day is I just don't know whose ears my podcast will fall on or who I will be able to impact in uh, a day-to-day -day interaction. I just I just don't know. Um, but I think, you know, there's something to be learned here and that's just to be, be nice to people, you know, and, and that seems kind of like a, a crazy concept, but I think it's, it's a, it's a dying art, you know, there, there's so many people who are just interested in what they want that, uh, you know, they kind of lose sight of helping others. Absolutely. Dan, we're following you on Twitter at Evans, Daniel J and then following the podcast uh, at danevansonline.com. It's been a real pleasure talking to you, sir. It's always good talking to a fellow Marine. I'm looking forward to seeing where your podcast goes from here and hoping you all the best as you keep pushing through the challenges you set for yourself. All right. Thank you so much for having me, Tim.
Thank you for taking the time to listen. Be sure to head over to LockAndLoadJava.com using promo code FUELFORWARRIORS for a discount on your purchase. Also head over to LawsonEntertainment.com for more of my programming. Stay strong and stay motivated.